a whole list of friends there. And maybe that first one, you just kind of write that one down. That first level of friendship, I always call them Facebook friends. Facebook friends. And uh, some of you are on Facebook, and, and you know, some of you have friends in your Facebook file, you don't even know who they are. You scrolling through there, oh, yeah, maybe I knew that guy one time or that girl one time, you're not even sure. And, and uh, there was times when we were living in the Earl of Iowa, there was only kind of one place you could gas in town there, and uh, Casey's where most people would go, and, and uh, I'd go into Casey's, and uh, there'd be people, I, I think I've never seen them before in my life, and they'd say, hi, Steve. I'd say, hey, how you doing? Right? I, I'm not sure who they are. They somehow knew who I was, right? And uh, now we moved into this new neighborhood over in the Claire, and uh, driving through the neighborhood a couple times, there'd be people out on the sidewalk, and they're waving at me. Hi, you know, I mean, Hi, you know, I don't know you, you don't know me, but we're going to start this thing off, right? And, and so there is that kind of level, there is that kind of level of friends that we have in our life. People in the community, people in the neighborhood, right? Do you understand? Can you hear me? Anybody have any friends like that? Just kind of on that level? Everybody, yeah, wake up. No sleeping over there in the shade. Here we go. And then there's another level, a whole other level of friendship. A whole other level of friendship. We call those people uh, space friends. Do you have any space friends? What's that mean? means you share a space with them. Uh, maybe you go to a kind of a gym or you go to the Y and you do a Zumba thing or you do a, uh, you do a, you go swimming or, or that kind of a space or maybe, uh, maybe it's a, an office space and you go there and there's a couple of cubicles down that way or at the water cooler or the lunchroom and, and you kind of know them and you, you, you know their name and maybe you know just a little bit about them but they're still, uh, you share a space with these people. Maybe there are people you see in the hallway at school and you, you think you know them, but you're not real sure you know their name. And uh, maybe you know somebody who knows them well, so you kind of know a little bit of the backstory. And that's just kind of the next level. We call them space friends. You share a space with them. The next one we call them uh, recreational friends. Right there, the recreational friends. Maybe you've been a part of a softball team or, or something like that, and you get to know people there. But it's kind of all around that recreation. Maybe you're on a, call, a golf team at work or something like that, and it's about the recreation. Maybe your kids have been, and maybe they did t-ball or, or soccer or something like that. And so you sat on the bench with other parents as your kids, and over time, uh, uh, the recreation was taking place, and you got to know them a little bit better, and you learned their backstory and their kids' names, and, and maybe one of those kids has a birthday party, and they invite the whole team over, and you just, right, there's kind of another level there, another level, right? You with me? You with me out there? All right, you can see that recreational. Here's another level, coffee friends. Write that down, coffee friends. What are coffee friends? People that you might call them and say, hey, let's go grab a coffee. Let's go grab a cup of coffee. Let's, let's go to lunch together. Let's sit down and we'll talk. And, and you want to catch up because you know them. And my wife has some coffee friends like that. And uh, she's got some friends. I don't even know these people. But uh, she's got a girlfriend named Amy. And she'll call up Amy and she'll let me know on Saturday, Amy and I, we're going out and we're grabbing coffee together. And they'll sit there and talk and sit and talk and they'll laugh and sit and talk. And I'll, she'll get back and say, what did you talk about? Oh, we were just being girls, you know? And, and so, hey, here's that level of friendship. That Here's that level of friendship, that coffee friendship is they, you, you know this person very, very well. But maybe that person's never even been in your home before and they really don't, maybe they've never met your children, but you know them. You work with them. It's a very uh, closed office place. You spend a lot of time with them, and, and uh, you're around them a lot. And so you know who your coffee friends are. One-on-one -on -one time you spend with them. There's another level of friendship. Here's what I can tell you. The way it works in my house. If any of you 
are coming over to my house and uh, you, you know, we invited you and you're gonna come over and you're gonna come over on Friday night for dinner. Uh, here's the way that works. A week in advance, my wife is going to say to me, Steve, we're having company next Friday. That's my cue. And so what that means is that by Wednesday, Steve is gonna start cleaning the house. And uh, Steve's gonna start vacuuming because uh, everybody knows the carpet has gotta be kinda, of, they gotta have those lines in there, right, when you come over, and it's gotta be dusted, it's gotta be clean. And probably Thursday night, there's a good chance that uh, my wife and I are gonna be in our bedroom and we're gonna be looking at the closet and we're gonna be making sure that the closet is even straightened up because there's a good chance you might take a tour of our house and get a glimpse into our closet and we want to make sure that you know that we're perfect, right? Because that's the way that that all goes down, right? You know, anybody, anybody, anybody feel my pain? Anybody ever been there? Anybody? No, but okay, suddenly you never, all right, here we go. That's the way that works. But here's another, here, now listen, here's another level. Here's a whole other level. It's Saturday morning. 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, the doorbell rings, and I'm still in my pajamas, and uh, I got my breakfast dishes all over the table, and uh, there's still popcorn on the couch because I watched a movie before I went to bed last night. The doorbell rings, and I come up to the door, and I don't know who's there, and so I kind of open up, and I peek. <laughs> I want you to see my pajamas. I peek. And then I just throw that door open and I say, get in here. And I throw my arms around you and I say, come on in. You know what those friends are? Write that one down. Those are your dirty house friends. Those are your dirty house friends, right? You've got people that you can, when they come over, it doesn't matter. You just say, come on in, knock the popcorn off the couch and sit down, right? Because they are your dirty house friends. Those are the closest people to you. They know you, they know your spouse, they know your children, they love you and you love them, and you love dirty house friends, right? Here's what I know. Friends, good friends. My prayer is that we become good friends. Dirty house friends. But we know this. Good friends are hard to have. Good friends are hard to keep. Good friends are hard to find. You know why that is? You know why that is? Here's why. Friends have expiration dates. Friends have expiration dates. You can remember your senior year of high school. Some of you remember that because uh, electricity was the first year was in your school, right? Oh, I'm teasing you. Now listen to me, listen to me. You guys can remember your senior year of high school. You can remember your senior year. And the people you were running around your senior year of high school, these were the greatest people in the world. You wanted to do your whole life together with them and they were your best, best friends. You grew up with them, they're your best, best friends. Then, then you graduated from high school. Some of you went off and got a job. Some of you went off to college. By the time your freshman year of college was done, you had lost track of most of the people you went to high school with. You didn't even see them anymore. And by the time you graduated from college, high school, who? High school, what? Oh, there's a few. There's a few of them. But then you get your first job after college, or maybe your, your, your career has taken you someplace, your job's taking you somewhere else. It moves you away. Friends have expiration dates. 
And so you grow up and, uh, and that first job comes and maybe, uh, you, you know, you, you kind of hit the jackpot when it comes to your job and your career. And all of a sudden you, you got the kind of money where, you know, our family, we're all getting on an airplane. We're going to Europe for vacation this summer. And, and then there's another family that uh, you know them, but they, they can't even go on vacation, right? And so then uh, there's this separation. Friends have expiration dates, and then you have kids. And uh, how many of you, you did like we did? You, you have all these. You have your kids, and, and then all these activities in school. And so uh, you spend a lot of time sitting on the bleachers with people, and you do it around you. And, and your your social calendar is your kids' social calendar, right? And you kind of follow them around. Then then your kids grow up, and then you, you, there comes a point in time you look forward to. It, they move out of the house, right? Right? And all of a sudden you're an nester, but then you're kind of looking around. Maybe you're in your 50s and you're looking around and you're kind of going, well, the, the social calendar just went out the door with the last one. And do we even have any friends anymore? Friends have expiration dates. Friends have expiration dates. And so there's this last level of friendship that uh, is to transcend all of those levels and just write this one down they're called biblical friends biblical friends biblical friends here's what the bible tells us book of proverbs chapter 17 verse 17 that says friends love at all times everybody say all times all times friends love at all times and a brother is born of adversity Jesus is the one that said that in this world we will have trouble. Trouble and adversity is a part of this world. It's a part of our lives. Adversity is. Adversity comes from a lot of places. Sometimes life is good. Unbeknownst to us, all of a sudden, there's a pandemic. And adversity comes. All of a sudden, Turn on the news, and we learn there's people protesting, and the protests turn into riots, and all of a sudden everything is unsettled and confusing, and there's adversity, and hardship, and the Bible says it's going to come. All of a sudden you get the announcement from the doctor. Cancer exists, cancer is real, and it comes, and you get the phone call, and the car crash happens. And adversity is real, and life is real, and it happens, and it comes. And a friend is born for that adversity, for that adversity. Do you think everything is going well at work? Do you find out you got a co-worker who's done like you and trying to get you fired? Nothing you did. It comes to you. Adversity will come to you. There's another kind of adversity. There's mistakes that we make. There's things that we do. Mom always said, don't do that, and we think we're going to try that. We try that, we find out Mama was right. We should have never went down that road. There were some people that we got involved with that wanted us to try some things and do some things, and that ended up just being a lot of hardship for a lot of people. And adversity comes. Adversity comes. Listen to this. 
biblical friends. Do you have them? Are you one? Biblical friends. Do you have them? Are you one? Let's define a biblical friend. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6 says this. Many claim to have unfailing love. Many, many people say, oh yeah, I'll be there for you. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. It's hard to find good friends. The Bible calls us to be good friends. Everybody we know is heading into or coming out of some form of adversity, and the Bible says that we are to be there for them. What's that mean? When somebody's going through something that is difficult and hard, we reach out to them, and we call them up, and we say, is there anything I can do for you? How can I come alongside you? Is there anything that you need? Is there anything I can provide? Can I pray for you? How can I pray for you specifically? Can I come and sit with you? Will you tell me what's going on in your world? I'll be quiet. I'll just sit here. You talk. I'll listen. That's what a biblical friend would do. Sit quietly and listen. He would talk about what matters. He would bring up what matters. Here's the question. What really matters? What really matters in this life? A good friend is going to help you focus on what really matters in this life. The best friend is going to ask you, how are you doing in Christ? Let me ask you, do you have people like that in your life that will ask you, how are you doing in Christ? Do you have people around you, or are you that person that will call somebody up and say, how are you doing in Christ? Are you spending any time in your Bible? Are you spending any time in prayer? How can I pray for you? How can I encourage you to be stronger in what really matters in our eternal relationship with Christ? My prayer is that we will become biblical friends. That's who I hope that we get to be. I've been praying that we will be biblical friends. Not just parking lot friends. Biblical friends. I want to encourage you to better know Christ. I want you to encourage me to better know Christ. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7 says the godly the godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. The godly walk in integrity, and their children are blessed because of that. Now, what parent does not want to leave a very large inheritance for their children? Who doesn't want to bless their children? And the Bible says that we get to. When we teach our children about Jesus Christ and encourage them to be in Christ, we give them an eternal inheritance. And what's richer and more blessed than that? Here's the deal. We get to do that. If we have friends and we tell them about Jesus and we encourage them to be at church, we encourage them to be in their word, we encourage them to spend time in prayer, and you bounce uh, things off of one another and encourage each other to be stronger in Christ, you get to leave a legacy with that person. That's what my buddies did when they came and helped us move. Went away, texted me that, line, that, that night. They wanted me to stay in Christ. And they leave a legacy, even though I am not near them anymore. They have a legacy with me in my heart as they challenge me to be a man of God. 
Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says, The way of a fool seems right to him at the time, but a wise man listens to good advice. God puts people in your life that will challenge you, and help you, and encourage you. The question is, do we listen to them? Do we pay any attention to them? Think about this just for a moment. Can you bring right to the front of your mind people that have hurt you in your life? People that have just stuck it to you and they hurt you. Right to the front of your mind? What about people that have been an absolute blessing to you? They have been a blessing to you. Can you bring those people right to the front of your mind? There's the question. Which one do you want to be? Which one do you want to be? Because the Bible calls us to be biblical friends that can be a blessing to others and leave a legacy.